the Arizona Coyotes take a shootout loss in Nashville. We talk about that game. Liam Kirk gets sent down from the AHL to the ECHL. What are the questions surrounding his future? Plus, the city of Tempe has another city council meeting tonight. What's going to be on their agenda? We talk about that on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys going on today's episode. We talk about last night's game, Arizona taking a shootout loss to Nashville. We take a talk again, talking to some Liam Kirk. And it's a city council meeting tonight. Lots of excitement around there. We're going to see how many fans are going to be there. But we're going to get to, you know, each thing one by one. We got to talk about the game first because that's the most recent thing that happened. Arizona and taking that shootout loss. Uh, Carl, I mean, this was an interesting game for it to go to shootout. Plus, the shootout itself was winning. It was really interesting because it, it was like literally a tic-tac-toe like game right there. Yes, uh, seven rounds for the shootout. Uh, six or seven players scored. Uh, I have not number scoring. Um, quite a a good duel between Connor Ingham and uh, Soros. Um, it was a game that I did not think that the Coyotes deserved to win uh, because they took seven penalties. And at that point... I don't think you deserve to win the game, but they came back and tried a lot. And like, I got to hand it to them. Like, this is the most uneven game. I I think I've watched this season. There's so much to criticize and there's so much to like commend. I mean, how many of the games have the coyotes won that they did win, but they didn't really deserve to win. I feel like it's a lot. Um, Yeah. Just because like they just get lucky and you know, they, get you know bounces go their way and they end up bouncing back after really bad starts or just really bad stretches of you know throughout the game taking too many penalties lots of mistakes that we talked about in the pregame show it's like hey don't make those mistakes yeah um and i should point out not all of the penalties were good uh there was a call on uh, Jacob Chikrin that was just the wrong call. Um, there are definitely instances where, you know, if if this had been a different night with different referees, some of the things wouldn't have been called, either because, hey, you're not going to call a penalty like late in overtime, or, hey, eh, that elbow wasn't too bad. Uh, right. but, but that can't be a, an excuse. Like, you cannot be doing that. If you know that the game is being called tight, you need to do your best to just play a very clean game. Absolutely, right? Um, you got to do what you, you, you got to do what 
you can to play clean game. And, you know, the Coyotes have a problem doing that. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why they didn't deserve it. I mean, they, I mean, still credit to them for making it to shootout. Um, yeah. And still credit to shootout for going to seven rounds. I was looking at this game, and I was like, you know, every shot, every goal I saw Nashville make, and I'm like, it's, it's over. Like, the Coyotes aren't going to make this next one, and they do. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, it was great to see. Um, I think that, you know, there's two reasons that it got to the shootout. Connor Ingram stood on his head a couple times. Uh, I do not blame him for the three goals that he gave up. Uh, and Nick Bukestad with a two-goal, one-assist night uh, and had a goal in the shootout uh, to start it for the Coyotes. So he had a massive game. One one thing I want to discuss, and I want to get your opinion on it, because it was an interesting uh, shootout goal, and it's from the opposing team in Nashville, in, uh, I believe, Ryan Johansson's goal. Where he literally uh, yeah. stops in front of the net and then deeks. Was the puck stopped? Because if the puck was stopped, stopped yeah. does that uh, count? Because in the shootout rules, Carl, the yeah. puck has to be in a continuous forward motion. I usually give any kind of situation like that, the benefit of the doubt that it's moving forward enough uh, in the minds of the referee. Uh, It would have been funny if they called that one specifically, given how much they were calling the coyotes like throughout the the game. Uh, That would have been some nice karmic justice. I do not think it was stopped enough for me to reasonably take it back. Uh, I wonder if we could, no, no, no one's ever going to agree to a goaltender review of a shootout goal. I'm just going to stop that like right in my head right now. (laughs) No, it's, I don't even know what, um, to think about that. Like, Am I gonna complain too much? Like no, because I don't like. Like I said, we like the you know Coyotes ended up getting one back anyways. But I look at it and I'm just like, really? You're gonna like, like it's it 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 is something that like it's a judgment call. It really is a judgment call. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. It's definitely one where I would want to be on the ice or in the war room where there's 7 million camera angles. Um, I I have learned to just never get angry at shootout goals, no matter how unfair they may seem, because there's definitely ones where I'm like, that that's dumb. I, I don't like that that counted, but it's just easier if you're like, all right, just let it go. It's the shootout. Uh doesn't matter. A, a Stanley Cup is never going to be decided because of a shootout goal. Uh, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. That's the, I guess those are the kind of things you have to think about. But it's it's still going to be in my head. 
it's still gonna be in my head um despite all that but you know what um like we said like i said you know still kudos for the coyotes getting there kudos for connor ingram for having the kind of game that he did um you know just an overall interesting effort by the coyotes and a good way to and a good thing to see how it went having schmaltz and uh chikrin back although i was still questioned by the decision to uh to scratch dylan gunther but I mean, it ended up working out because uh, I believe uh, Brown uh, got hurt. Um, only played eight minutes, 27 seconds. So it's nice that they had an extra defenseman. Right. I guess it worked that way. Um, but you got to pick. You're going to have, if you're the Kyogres, you're going to still have to figure out a way to fit in Dylan Gunther. To the system to make sure he's maximizing his development. Yeah, you yeah. kept him up there uh, for a reason. Now use him. Yeah. yeah. Do do we do we start questioning keeping him up there? No. Uh, I think there's still plenty of time. Uh, he's a young player. He can. He definitely needs to play. But I have no problem with him sitting a couple. Be games glad or... we're not the Seattle Kraken and their handling of Shane Wright. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not that extreme yet. Uh, you know exactly. I, I that... know what I know what the Kraken are doing, and it is annoying. They scratched him enough to send him down to to uh, Coachella Valley, and they're gonna let him play that two week stint in Coachella in Coachella in Coachella, and then uh, force horse to call him back up. Continue to scratch him until the World Junior Tournament. Yeah, they could probably assign him to Team Canada pretty soon. Because uh, what, two weeks from now? Yeah. Then that's what they're doing, though. And he still has two games, I think, until he reaches nine. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a good thing the Coyotes aren't having to deal with that situation with a player like right, right now. Uh, that's definitely for sure. Uh, I look at that and I'm just like, uh, I'm just so glad the Coyotes are figuring out different, they're being different in their handling of prospects. Like, oh God, I can only imagine what it would be like. You were the Coyotes and you went to go piss off a prospect like that. Like, Thankfully, they are not there. Uh, well, it depends on what you think of Nate Smith. Uh, he may be pissed off, but uh not nothing else really there's a little bit more to that though speaking of prospects though a prospect of the arizona coyotes has gotten sent down to another league we're going to talk about liam kirk in just a little bit plus the city of tempe will be having a meeting we're going to discuss that later in this episode as well all that and more on today's episode of the locked on coyotes podcast Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can find all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports and hockey. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can get those at BetOnline as well. 
They have all of your favorite, and it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's continue this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. As we talk about Liam Kirk now, we're moving on talking about Liam Kirk because um, he just got reassigned. Uh, and you might be wondering from where he got. He was playing for the Tucson Roadrunners or was on the Tucson Roadrunners roster because um, yeah. he wasn't playing. He was getting scratched multiple games in a row and has now ultimately, as of uh, Monday, been reassigned to the Atlanta Gladiators of the ECHL. Uh, an interesting decision. Um, unfortunate because uh, I think a lot of us really wanted to see Liam Kirk, you know, like thrive and see him in Tucson at least. Um, yeah. But he's not getting that. So, so he has one game played uh, this season, which is not good. Um, some of the British hockey fans who are following Kirk's career much closer than I think we are, uh, have pointed out that he has been scratched in favor of players on AHL contracts, which is not good. Um, that is not what you want. Um, uh, if, if he didn't have a good tournament, I'd be wondering if this was an issue with like a lingering injury because he was restricted to eight games last season. Uh, I don't know. Um, I do not know what's going on with Liam Kirk now. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I would go ahead and ask, you know, Tucson Roadrunners reporters like Brett Farah, but the problem is he's only played one game. So it's not yeah. like they can actually could say is like whether or not he's played well because they're just not getting enough as a sample size. I mean, the, it's hard to analyze Kirk's game if you can't watch him play. Um, I would wonder if you know what the people in front of him are doing so well that he is not getting that because that that's the other half of the equation you need to be like putting in your effort doing everything you can practice all that but someone needs to slip up and someone's eventually going to slip up it's not like the roadrunners haven't lost a single game this season right yeah no like they're um it, it it just baffles me to see that um, and maybe some of the thought process might be, you know, some of the Kirk magic, you know, the momentum that he had from those like international tournaments have now worn off because, you know, he started, you know, he played uh, eight games in his opening uh, season with Tucson um, before getting injured. And I think that injury kind of just like killed any momentum that he had going back in. A lot of that magic was gone. Not a lot of like there was no longer that microscope on him. People were just like not paying attention to him anymore because everyone was paying attention to other prospects the Coyotes had now. Yeah, uh, it it could be that he is just lost in the system, um, which would be very unfortunate for a player like Kirk. Uh, it, it seemed like the Coyotes didn't want to sign him despite having a a solid World Juniors appearance. Like, I, I I don't know if he's just not in the plans, in which case, like, does he have a shot? Does he have anything? Is he of value to any team right now? Or is this going to be, like, a lost season for him? 
Uh, that's a good question. You know, I don't like, I just don't see the value right now in him. But thing is, I believe it's there. I believe he's got the potential. Um, you know, only so much you can say for a kid who was drafted in the seventh round. And I say that, you know, with a, you know, a lot of hope still, because you can still find seventh round gems. I've talked about that multiple times and I've said it multiple times. Uh, seventh round gems exist. I'm not saying Liam Kirk is going to be a seventh round gem. It's no one knows until like what, four, three, four, five years down the line. Um, until they just really break out. Um, I'm just saying then, that, like, you, you know, you got to be able to just, you know, follow the trajectory. And right now, that trajectory is not there for him. I mean, even like look at a guy like Michael Bunting, who took forever to get to the NHL, but when he got there, he became like a force. Uh, you can kind of say the same thing for a player like Connor Garland. Again, a player who took a while to get there, uh, had to reinvent his game a couple of times. Uh, and Kirk is still young enough that he can do that. He can absolutely reinvent his game. He can make himself an essential player. Uh, he is just going to need to put in the work. He would not be the first player to get reassigned from his AHL team to an ECHL team and make the make it an NHL team. He wouldn't even be like the first player like I can think of. Like you could have a player like Schlemko who worked his way up from the CHL at the time, a league that doesn't even exist anymore to be an NHL player um on multiple teams. You know, that is something you can do, but it requires a lot of work and a little bit of luck and the ability to capitalize on your chances. That's what it has. That, that's what it really means to be a lower round draft pick or an undrafted player, is putting in that significant amount of extra effort. Um, yeah, I hope to see that from Liam Kirk. Like, I hope to see him, like, you know, really thrive in his spot and is, you know, take advantage of what he can get in Atlanta, move back up, and see what he can do. Yeah, because he's gonna he's gonna have a chance to show in Atlanta. Clearly, he wasn't getting it with the Roadrunners, but they're going to be looking at a bunch of tape of him playing with uh, the Gladiators. So, and this also just kind of shows how important that ECHL relationship is too for mm-hmm. NHL teams. Like we talked about it when we talked about the the Gladiators and their name change and all that. But you know, not a lot of prospects end up there. But you want to make sure you have a good team there when they do. Yep, it's too bad that Liam Kirk didn't get a chance to uh, be a part of the Gladiators when they were uh, going the thro- the uh, Atlanta Thrashers night. <laughs> uh, they should just have that as a designated third jersey. Uh, that that thing was beautiful, but yeah, a Kirk Thrashers jersey, just amazing. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. Yeah, it would it would have been. <coughs> Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, that would have been really fun to watch. Uh, really, fu- a really cool thing to see. Just like I'm, like, I'm sorry, what? Um, but I think a Kirk anything jersey would be like. I really still wanted to see if I can get my Kirk Kachina Roadrunners jersey, but you know, there's still time. 
There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. There's a, there's a full season of hockey still to play. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to, though, on this episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. The city of Tempe has a city council meeting tonight. What is going to be discussed? We're going to get to that in just a moment. I do want to let everyone know today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package that spike nationally? That's what our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their awards-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. In the emergency, they have 24/7 professional monitoring agents that use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real, so you can get the priority police response. With top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. On or disarm, unlock a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year. So do not wait. And once again, that is simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Let's move on to the next bit of this episode of Locked On Coyotes Podcast. The city of Tempe has got a city council meeting tonight at 6 p.m. It is the uh, first of two special meetings for the city of Tempe uh, in their city council as we reached the public hearing portion of the arena proposal. Carl, how are you feeling as we got to this point in the proposal? So it's nice to see everything moving along. It's nice to see everything moving along with uh, a, a cheerful atmosphere. It seems like everyone's kind of just really happy with how the project's going, both fan-wise, um, team-wise, as well as the city like in general. Um, I watched a lot of stuff involving the Glendale City Council, and it always was frustrating. And they seemed to be frustrated. The Coyotes were frustrated. Everyone was frustrated. This is just a completely different vibe. Yeah, it is very different. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of support on both sides, I think, in both these weeks, right? There's going to be a lot of op opposition, and there's going to be I, and from what I and what I really believe, there's going to be a lot of support. Yeah, I'm going to have uh, those chambers packed. Maybe not as crazy. At least this first night, maybe not as crazy as as much as the uh, the first night back in June. But I do believe sure. it still will be a lot of support on this night. Next Tuesday, I believe we'll see probably the big crowd. Yeah, I mean. Let, let's be honest, it's um, going to city council meetings before the season gets started. That's easier. Like when you have an 82 game hockey season to work into your life and you're the type of person who would go to a city council meeting, you're probably 
also doing a lot of stuff. It can be tough. A lot gets involved. But I was really impressed by the by the fans in Tempe. I was really impressed to see what they did and hear everyone and what they had to say. So I'm sure that there's going to be more of that throughout this entire process. Um, in terms of the opposition, I'm sure we'll hear more from the airport. That seems fun. Uh, I do wonder if what other groups have are emerging for this one to, to make this the issue, or if everyone's just focused on the fact that there is election issues in Arizona, as there always is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, but are you looking forward to seeing any crazy people? There's always crazy people in oh, city council meetings. There's always crazy people at city council meetings. For example, what was the last thing that we heard, that we heard at back in June? You had people talk about you know carrying you know toilet paper in their cars because of traffic or something like that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, public speaking's hard, uh, and when you get up there, there are certain people who. Who could just talk about anything, but then sometimes you just sit in the audience and be like, why can't I articulate this with confidence of this person who is speaking complete and utter, utter gibberish? Uh, right. But, uh, you know, I, I am always fine with, with people hearing their voices, having them heard by a government body. Just everyone, please be respectful. Of course, always... That's just the best rule for any kind of government meeting, any kind of city council meeting. Just, just everyone be cool. Absolutely. I'm looking at the the uh, agenda right now for the uh, city of Tempe uh, meeting, and um, there are two uh, two ordinances actually out on public hearing. One is of the rezoning to rezone that area from mixed use uh, from commercial to the mixed use. Um, cool. So essentially, preparing it for it to be, you know, for it to get to the next phase. Uh, and yeah. I will tell people that um, there's a lot more verbiage in there, but that's the basic of it. Um, this public hearing bit that, if you look, if you guys look on the city city of Tempe website and you download the agenda for yourself and you look at two A, uh, that bit has already mainly been taken care of. There was the. Uh, Last week, the uh, development commission uh, meeting uh, um, that essentially where the, the development commission unanimously, like uh, you know, recommended yes to that item. Yeah. To wasn't it? Wasn't it? They agreed to hold a spot. On the well, no, I'm talking now. that's that, that was the last city council meeting, the last de- sure. the d- development commission meeting, which was last week, um, was for this zoning thing because the, the development commission isn't part of the city council. There are other city staff that went to kind of just like pitch, you know, throw this up and kind of like, here are here's our findings and here's what we recommend to the city council. Well, and a an a unanimous referral it's definitely a good thing so hopefully the city council takes that to heart yeah 
for the city council to officially approve it, they need two thirds majority vote. So five of the seven um, need to say yes. It's interesting that we're going to be rezoning it before there's the cleanup. Like, I understand why, but part of me is like, you should, uh, we should do the cleanup first and then we could say it's mixed use uh, because it is like garbage dump. Yep. Government bureaucracy doesn't make logical sense sometimes. Yep. To be, uh, Carl, is to essentially execute the development agreement with Bluebird, the uh, Morello's, you know, company that's developing this project. Um, the, uh, which is essentially the big one, right? Essentially saying, like, hey, yeah, you're going to go ahead, you're going to be allowed to purchase this and then build it. Um, which will, which will tee everything up for the eventual vote in May. Uh, yep. But that, those are the two things on the agenda. So the, the rezoning and just the basic acceptance of the uh develop of the development plan it's a lot yeah not gonna lie that's a lot it uh, is a lot i i am glad that you're gonna be the one watching it while i am at a holiday party yeah see my work is just this <laughs> uh it's just this um yeah you know, um, don't say I don't love you, Coyotes fans. <laughs> Anyone who goes and listens to city council meetings absolutely does so much for for the fans because they're ridiculous. Oh, uh, they are. But you know what? I like what I do. I love what I do. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But anyways, though, as we get ready, things, any final thoughts you want to give out about this meme that we're going to expect tonight or of uh, anything else that we discussed in today's show? Or maybe anything that we, did, that we didn't discuss? Uh, just want to point out, it was uh, the dad's trip for the Coyotes, so make sure to check out the Coyotes' Twitter page for all of the social media content surrounding that they got fancy belt buckles uh they went crazy when bukestag scored always nice to get those uh those family trips oh yeah no dance trips are always fun to watch like i just look love watching the difference between the dad's trip and the mom's trip yeah uh when when is there going to be a brother and sister's trip that sounds fun siblings trip yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. That would sound like a blast. And we'll, that'll be a separate episode where we pitch siblings trip because uh, <laughs> we're going long we'll, already. We'll, we'll we'll figure out the idea for that. Absolutely. Anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. 
I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlov is at Carl Pavlov FFH. And interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back. We're on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>